Welcome, everyone, to episode 11 of the Spartan Journal podcast. Um, today, we have some great stories, uh, including Nicola's head of fuel cell development is leaving, and what is a health savings account? So I'd like to open up the floor to uh, Nate Jefferson. He'll give you uh, a bit of a rundown on his topic for the week. Hey, thanks, Jake. So this week, I'll talk about what is a health savings account. I thought this was a great topic because we're starting to get into this adulting world where we need to know these things. And a health savings account is a great way not only to knock off some of those taxes that you have each year, but also be able to ensure the income, ensure the financial stability in terms of being able to pay for the bills that you see for, from seeing medical expenses. So to be able to get a better understanding of what the health savings account is, go ahead, check out my article and give it a read. Thanks, Nate. Um, so now we'll move into Matt's topic. We uh, we actually talked about uh, Nicola earlier in the semester with one of our podcasts, but uh, there's been some new development um, in the past week. So uh, what's been go going on over at Nicola? Yeah, so the head of fuel cell development, uh, Jesse Schneider, he left on April 1st, and he was kind of an integral part of the company because he looked over all of their development, the new technology, and he, after he left, their stock plummeted. So if you want to learn more about that, you can check out our website. Thanks, Matt. Uh, now we'll pass it over to our president, uh, Justin. Uh, he'll give us a bit of a rundown of what post, uh, the, what the economy looks like post-stimulus. So, uh, hey, Justin, what's up, man? <laughs> hey, Jake. Good to see you, buddy. Beard's looking good, man. We were talking about that that before coming in strong man uh so credit to nate man i think this is you brought this up this week i think this is a great topic we are sitting here what is it it's march 12th um i think i read over the weekend we set a record here in the united states for the most people who are vaccinated in a single day i think it was in like the four million mark so um nate i'm gonna pose you to the first the first question to you man um what do you think now that we are opening up here um in our economy and all these vaccines are coming up do you think we're in or setting ourselves up for like the roaring 20s, as uh, we've heard some people say? The way things are looking, it seems that might be the way we're headed towards. Now, we've been seeing a increase in savings from the standpoint of income and stimulus money and allowing people to receive some money from unemployment. Of course, this isn't everybody, but for those that have, they've been able to save a lot, a lot of money. And that's because they haven't really been able to go out like that. They've just been stuck shopping on Amazon. And now the gates are starting to open up. They're able to get out and free themselves and spin themselves loose, right? And from that standpoint, they're gonna have fun. They're gonna have a blast. And the economy is gonna see a lot of the positive benefits from that. Um, I also was doing a little bit of research and saw that we're also seeing an increase in, in jobs and employment for individuals that either were looking for a new job or just needed a job, period. And that's something that's great for the economy because I'll allow us to see people who are not only funding the economy from the standpoint of buying things and purchasing things, but also being able to provide for themselves to continue that cycle. So I'm looking forward to things and I'm interested to see where you guys are, are headed at with this whole topic. Yeah, I definitely, I hope it's the roaring 20s. I mean, it, you always look, read in your history books about all the cool things that they did and it seems like fun. And I think that, as Nate kind of said, that a lot more people are saving, a lot more people are having money in the market. And I think that's definitely something good for Gen Z specifically, because Gen Z, you know, we're the technology generation. We're able to 
look something up on our phone. And although some people might get um, misinformation, you, you have the ability to learn a lot more just by the click of a few buttons. And I think that that's phenomenal. And we could see an explosion in the stock market just because of that. Yeah, there's a, like you were saying with like the internet and research, there's a diversification of sources that you can really find. And well, and I kind of want to get this perspective from you guys too. As college students, I was very worried about, you know, exiting college, getting into the job market when such high unemployment uh, numbers have hit and what that's going to look like. Because there's going to be a steady sort of rollout. Unemployment numbers are still pretty bad where they're at currently, but you know, as college students going into the job market, are you guys intimidated at all with the number of, with the rising numbers of unemployment? Because a lot of it is labor intensive jobs, correct? Yeah, you bring up a great point, Andrew. Um, I remember a lot of the speakers that came in uh, first semester, second semester, they weren't really worried about job placement in the financial dis- like uh, sector, right? Like everyone was saying finance, uh, fintech and the financial industry were growing right and they were actually offering more jobs than they did before the pandemic even uh started right so i mean like those essential working jobs definitely uh unemployment for is going it's increasing for them right because we potentially could go into another lockdown in michigan even right so i mean uh personally i'm not too worried about um the unemployment numbers for you know people in in our like line of work, especially like you, Andrew, you're graduating, you actually, you have a placement in a, in a company, right? So I think a lot of the people in the finance majors have, will have no issue in finding jobs once out of college. Exactly. And the, I, I, and that's a good point, specifically for us, you know, finance oriented students, a lot of, some of them are going to be continuing here at Michigan State Nate and, and Matt and Jake as well. But, um, I, it's interesting because I was looking at, there's a lot of really interesting graphics regarding economic recovery. And I was looking at uh, the Bloomberg graphics and recovery tracker, and you see a lot of reds in terms of better and worse. Like, where is it at in terms of timeline? Uh, you know, they were talking about COVID, uh, COVID-19 cases, COVID-19 deaths are in the red. Industrial demand, active oil rigs are also in the red. But then you go to the financial market section, um, S&P is in the blue Uh continuously growing financial conditions are still pretty good. So that kind of shows the disparity between the two kind of aspects of the economic recovery. Yeah. And then talking about disparity, you also hit on the fact that, you know, people working in the restaurant sectors, the service sectors, they're the ones that have really been hit by this whole thing. And it was also awesome, well, not really awesome, but interesting to see the disparities between the two in terms of people that are working in the service industry. And then the people that are working in um, industries that aren't the service industry. I don't know what industries like that are called, but let's say the financial planning sector, right? So in the financial planning sector, people are looking to bring in employees. So people are willing to pay employees a lot of money on the opposite end of the spectrum with the service sector. You got people working at restaurants. Restaurants are closed, right? If they're closed, you aren't really able to be able to pay your employees. And so seeing that disparity is super traumatic, but at the end of the day, the way the economy is looking, we're gonna be able to open up these restaurants, get these people back to where they belong in terms of employment and being able to get money in their pocket. And that's big, that's really big. People are getting money in their pocket. And this is something that has been somewhat of a difficult thing for them in terms of having consistent money on a 
in and out basis without having to receive unemployment for the past year. And if we're able to continue this consistent rise of or consistent decrease of COVID cases and an increase in people being able to get vaccine, uh, vaccines, then we're going to look good from here on out. Well, I also think a big thing that even if you don't find a job, that you can always go back to school. Like they, I know for law schools, like their, their admissions, like people that are applying there has gone up like 30, 40% this year. Same with MBA, same with masters. So I know we, in, in the financial sector, we might be fine in terms of job um, opportunities. But I think like if you're in another business sector or if you're in like engineering or something, like worst case scenario, just go, go back to school, you know? Like you're never gonna, you're never gonna regret having an advanced degree, so. I totally agree with that, Matt. Um, little sidebar here, Andrew, good to see you again, buddy. I, we forgot to introduce you, so. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Here. I appreciate Absolutely. that, I appreciate that, Justin. Yeah, I know, you've, you've just become a regular guest here, so I think everybody I, I couldn't, I, know, I, I, had to, I had to come back on. I had to come back yeah. on, I had too much fun with you guys. Oh, love to hear it, man. So um, one, you were touching on a lot there, like different sectors coming back. I was reading in the Wall Street Journal today, Uber just posted like a record month month uh, for March demand. Um, so talk about people who were hit really hard by the pandemic and now have had a chance to you know get some work back. I think that's a pretty interesting indicator that demands for Uber rides getting in random people's cars. That's um, they just reported their best month ever, highest profitability. So that, that's surprising interesting. Me. I agree. It was like their highest since in a year. They're actually, what surprised me more was their second most profitable month was March of 2020 last year. Um, yeah. Curious. Um, go ahead. Go ahead, Andrew. Oh, I mean, if you're following on that point, Nate, I had a, another sort of graphic and index that I wanted to bring up. So if you were responding to Justin, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. It was more something going away from that. Gotcha. So uh, during my research to kind of talking about economic recovery, I found this really interesting index created by Moody's Analytics and CNN Business. It's called the Back to Normal Index, where they're taking uh, different, they're tracking frequencies of many different factors across different sources, and they're, and they're applying it to an index. Currently right now, uh, based on, because they started back in August of 2020, uh, we're at 86% back to normal, according to their index. And it's interesting because they're, they're doing like daily frequencies of like GDP, workplace mobility based on like a Google source, um, hours worked for small businesses. Like those are just a few of the indicators. On a weekly basis, they're talking about uh, railroad traffic, unemployment insurance, uh, business confidence index for like North America. And then on a monthly basis, they're also looking at employment um, by like Bureau of Labor Statistics. Uh, and then like we were talking about before what you were saying, Nate, uh, they're looking at uh, seated restaurant diners and all of these different factors as diversified as they are included as an index. And it's kind of, we talk a lot about economic conditions like going back to normal but it's funny because all these different parts that they're touching on kind of encompass what it feels like to be back to normal. Can you send that to the chat? Because absolutely. Because I mean, it's in, what I thought was interesting is like railroad traffic. Well, like, yeah. You don't think about that. Like the more, the more you transport goods, the more back to normal we are. So I mean, that's that's good though. I mean, you guys think it'd be beneficial if I shared my screen so that the viewers can uh, take a look on YouTube? Okay, I'll check yeah, that. Sure. 
So Andrew, you bring up a great point. Like I was, I was, you know, we've been traveling quite a bit for let's say spring break and other, you know, events around the country. When I move, when I go outside of Michigan, it's just such a disparity when it comes to restaurant capacity and what other um, companies are open, right? Let's say you go, you get anywhere out of the Midwest and the far West there, you know, they really don't enforce too many mask mandates. There's not lockdowns going on anymore. And I think we're just in a bubble here in the Midwest, you know, Chicago area, Lansing specifically, that we're just, we're in one of the most strict areas in the country, right? So we, we really, we don't really get to see the disparity in lockdowns, restrictions, like people in Chicago do compared to someone that's living in Florida, right? And I great think point. it's a lot, it's going to be a great, a lot faster of a recovery for these Southern states that are opening up a lot sooner than, you know, let's say Michigan. Because uh, I actually just saw that um, Whitmer was uh, suggesting schools go back online for like two weeks right so they were halting sport like in-person sports events and I just don't see that happening anywhere else in the country right we're just in such a bubble here it's it's really crazy because Justin you can you can speak on this as well like you were in Tennessee right here last week tell me about the restrictions that they had there right that's fair. Put me on the spot here to call out our uh, great governor, Jake. But um, I mean, it is true. You bring up good point, dude. Um, it's definitely different, different parts of the country. Um, yeah, down in Tennessee, they definitely still have mask mandates. I'll say that. But I, the restaurants were pretty open. I didn't see like the tables here in Michigan, right? Like I know that we're separated. So that's an excellent point. I think that that's definitely going to impact the recovery. Um this is really interesting, this Moody's index, Andrew, because it breaks it down like daily, weekly, and monthly indicators as well. So just touching on that like one more time, like the mobility index, Google, what does anybody know what that is? That that's curious. Are they tracking our iPhones? Like how what is that? How does Google get that information? Oh, well, they do track us. Like uh, <laughs> the, the, the CEO of Google, he said that you can opt out to get tracked, but they do record your like metadata for when you like which like when you type like directions into google like they store that data they store it for you though they don't like like pretty much the only reasons why they store it is for like you and for advertising they might they used to do it for like giving it to the government but i don't know if they still do that anymore so Yo, that makes me so uncomfortable. It, it, we're doing this for you, but you know, we're going to invade your privacy a little bit. Like, what? Yeah, but like, like I said, like it is there. There are reasons behind it. Like, for example, like when you go to like certain restaurants, they'll suggest restaurants for you and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So it's it's very weird though, kind of. <laughs> yeah, people people benefit from it, except when you actually take the time to think about it and like see what's going on. People can there's always that instantaneous reaction, like, "What's going on? What are they doing?" But yeah. I think we take it for granted a lot of times. But kind of touching back to like what we were some saying, at what do you guys think would be the time span that we're able to look back and we can say, you know, on a statewide basis for Jake? like Jacob was saying, Justin was saying about Tennessee, we can look and say, Michigan did it right. Texas did it wrong or Texas did it right. You know, at what time span are we going to be able to look back and say, you know, which some states did it right. Some states did it wrong. Cause it, on a statewide basis, it was spread out across 
like we were saying, the, so the Southern states are going to be recovering at a different pace than you know, Michigan was because we were more um, lockdown intensive than other states were. So I wanted to see if you guys had any perspectives regarding like, um, when are we going to figure out which states did it right and which states did it wrong? I would say like two years, maybe like for, for me, it's just, it just depends when this whole COVID thing dies down. And when that happens, then we can look back and be like, dang, you remember when that happened? Oh, that's crazy. I can't believe we did that. And from mm -hmm. the standpoint of Michigan, like we're still seeing high cases. So for us to be on high lockdown or even Jake, I think you hit on it. Like we could potentially see a lockdown due to the fact that we're seeing high cases and, you know, that's a problem. You know, Tennessee, they're not having the same problems as us. Uh, other places down south they, to, to the extreme that we're having it with the population that we have. And so if we're able to get if we're able to get the, the, the cases under control, which I believe we eventually will with the, the ability to get vaccines. I mean, MSU is allowing dang near everybody to get a vaccine now. So, I mean, that's super beneficial. And that's kind of just setting the standard of what Michigan's intending to do in terms of getting a vaccine. And so if we continue to get these vaccines rolled out, people are able to take them, the cases go down. And then we don't have to worry about any cases, like in terms of this strain or some random strain from who knows where then I think we'll be able to look back and start to ask those questions. Yeah, I saw they actually just uh, released vaccines for 16 and older now. So I believe now we can go to like the university and get them, uh, get them done. Um, but you make up a great point, Nate. Um, I believe once we get that herd immunity, right? Once we, once we can get most of the people vaccinated, right? I think that's when we'll see who, who's gonna recover quicker, right? It's definitely gonna be the Southern states before us, right? because their, their economies have been open a lot sooner than ours has. But I think once we get herd immunity, I think then we'll be able to see the, uh, the results from the lockdowns and the other restrictions. I shared the last one. This is a more up-to-date graph of that, the back to normal index. It's a Moody's and the CNN one. It looks like they just updated it uh, April 9th. Um, this is pretty interesting um this big dip right here from august to where we're at currently so i'm wondering the actual is 85 if this sits at like 100 do you happen to know that andrew what a base level would be for this i believe it's 100 okay so we're sitting close to 100 this says it's like 86.3 and it looks like it's just trending higher and higher so that's to, and Moody's is you know. a pretty reliable source that I feel comfortable with. And plus they're partnered with CNN business. Um, but they do, it's kind of like which uh, that they pick out the sources or that they pick that mm. indicate the index. So it's pretty new too. So Nate, you brought up like a great point. I think it's one of those things that we'll never really know what States did it right for two years probably even five years, man. You could even say 10 years. Cause like, time only puts it in perspective to see what happens and to like bring up the first question I asked the roaring twenties, like nobody, I, I don't know. I guess I didn't live a hundred years ago, but I, I don't know how many people were calling them the roaring twenties in the middle of them. It was maybe something they coined at the end. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how we move forward. Um, I think this will be a good summer though. I I'm, I'm very interested to see how we all open up. Um, 
do that. So what are you, what are you guys' plans for the summer? I'm going to pose that question to everybody. Are you guys, what are we all doing this summer? Um, I'm still figuring my plans out, but are you guys opening up? Is anybody working in person? No, <laughs> no. I'm, oh, I'm chilling in my, in my room all summer for an internship. I have an internship with Moss Adams. It's like an accounting firm out in the, would be West. Yeah. It's in California, but yeah, I'll just be chilling in my apartment. I mean, uh, my house, but I'll, I'll go out and like go to the beach and go and hang out with friends. So I'll be out and about. I'm about to be fully vaccinated in like two weeks, I think so. Yeah, like we were saying with uh, Michigan State rolling out uh, the uh, vaccine roll for students because 16 plus, I'm getting the Johnson Johnson on, on f this upcoming Friday. Uh, yeah, so uh, this summer, I'm just planning on spending time with family, going to spend time with my dad. Uh, I'm going to look for apartments in my, uh, moving out to Denver, so I'm going to look for apartments out there. It's going to be fun. What about you, Nate? Uh, I have an internship in Indianapolis, and it's in person. I'm pretty excited. Um, I kind of wish it was down south, so I didn't have to worry about wearing a mask all day. But at the end of the day, like I'm blessed to be able to have the opportunity. So I'm looking forward to it for sure. In terms of just like doing things, like I really, really, really want to kick it with my guys. Just be able to have fun, do some stuff that we haven't been able to do since the end or beginning of 2019, you know, awesome. 2016 summer vibes. So hopefully we can make something like that happen for sure. Yeah, definitely going to be hitting the links quite a bit this summer. Definitely for sure going to be sticking around here and, uh, you know, going golfing. You know, one of my goals when I was younger was to, you know, possibly make it on a tour somewhere, right? Like a semi-pro tour because I, I really just want to bust my ass and work hard at golfing. And it's like, you know, it's a, it's a great hobby to pick up, right? And if you can become good at it, and like really make it part of your arsenal, right? It's such a good networking thing too, right? Taking your clients potentially to a golf course and just, you know, having a good time like that, I think it's a super valuable asset to have. So I, I definitely love to hit the links with you boys this summer. Yeah, golfing is really good for networking. You know, you go out, go and have a couple brews and talk business. So <laughs> it's great for networking. You know, I could picture a Spartan Journal episode where we're just, we got maybe someone follows us with a camera. We'll get one of the freshmen to follow us with a camera. We're all golfing as we're talking, something like that. That'd be funny. I've actually seen um, Barstool Sports has a, a foreplay. Their, their thing is called Foreplay, the podcast. Um, and it's like a strictly golf podcast. And they actually do that. They like tour, they take tours of really nice golf courses and just like chat on the way through the course. So that is not too bad of an idea and i think that we could definitely do that this summer if you enjoyed the discussion please like and share the podcast on apple and spotify the spartan journal podcast is part of michigan state university's wealth management association a student organization whose goal is to inspire the next generation of financial advisors the spartan journal news team releases a newsletter every monday morning comprised of financial literacy and the week's market updates Feel free to follow us on social media at MSU WMA and check out our website at MSUWMA.com. Anything heard on the MSU WMA podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be considered as investment advice.